Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm a traveling man. Made a lot of stops. All over the world. And in every port. I own the heart of at least one lovely girl. Good evening and welcome to the 442nd episode of Traveler's Radio. I'm your host, Dan Schlossberg, along with my friend and co-host, Mary Ellen Nugent Lee, and this is the 11th season of Travelit Radio, the show that lets you enjoy the pleasures of travel from the comfort of your armchair. Every week at this time, we talk to people representing destinations, hotels, airlines, railroads, car rental companies, and others in the world of travel and hospitality, from authors and bloggers to broadcasters and publicists. It's got anything to do with travel. It's got everything to do with Travel It's Radio. And tonight we we're hoping to have Didi Potique, Director of Regional Communications for Visit San Antonio. But for whatever reason, she's not with us. So Mary Ellen and I are going to talk baseball because the season opens one week from today. So Mary Ellen, how are your Cubs going to do? My Cubs are going to make it to the playoffs. I can tell you that. They, I'm so glad that they've landed the Japanese, <laughs> the Japanese superstar Suzuki. Can you tell readers, our listeners, more about him? Well, he's got the same last name as Ichiro, who's going to be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. I don't believe they're related. It's kind of a common name in Japan, but he's a very good player. The Cubs were lucky to get him. And I think he'll thrive in Wrigley Field. I think he will too, because I mean, his—he's a real slugger, and and Wrigley Field with the the dimensions, he's just going to do very well. And I think, I think the fans are going to love him too. Oh, I'm sure of that. And the Cubs also got a, a flamboyant pitcher in Marcus Stroman, signed as a free agent. He was with the Mets. Very good pitcher. Did you like that signing? I really like that signing and flamboyant is the operative word. But the Cubs also, from the start of last year, they lost Anthony Rizzo, Javi Baez, Chris Bryant, and others. You know, that's that's a lot to to absorb. I know it's a lot to absorb, but, you know, uh, Cubs fans are are long-suffering, and we always – at the beginning of the year, we always have the best hopes for a World Series win. <laughs> That's true. Everybody is zero and zero on opening day, and you never know. That's Joaquin Andahar's one-word description of baseball. You never know. That's right. That's right. Well, listen, tell us all about your Braves, because I have the best Braves T-shirt with a huge heart, and I can't wait to show you. Tell us about your Braves. I can't wait to see it. The Braves are going to be great, and the Braves actually have a chance to do something that nobody in baseball has done since the year 2000, 
and that is win consecutive World Series. The Yankees won in 98, 99, and 2000. In the National League, no team has won consecutive World Series since the big red machine in 75, 76. So that's a long time ago. But Bob Nightingale, columnist for USA Today, does predict that the Braves are going to be world champs again. Uh, well, not have to beat my Cubs. But listen, did you hear what Cashman had to say at the the Yankees about his snarky comment about um, how the Astros cheated, <laughs> cheated them out of a World Series win? I haven't heard anything today, but I'm not oh, surprised. Today. Uh, we have a caller from the 917 area code, but that wouldn't be Didi. No, that's not Didi. <laughs> oh, so anyway, so the, the Braves, of course, lost Freddie Freeman, who was their face of the franchise for 12 years. Mm. So, you know, that was tough, but they made a big trade with the Oakland A's, trading four top prospects for Matt Olson, who is four and a half years younger than Freeman, has more power is a better fielder, and he's from Atlanta. So I think they made a very good move there. I think they did, too. I mean, it's still, at the same time, it's just it's it's hard when you have somebody who's been there a dozen years and, and the fans get really attached to them. But, you know, I think winning trumps loyalty. <laughs> yes, definitely. Well, the Braves... <laughs> had a great year last year and they got hot when it counted and their bullpen was fantastic. And they've actually strengthened their bullpen by signing Kenley Jansen from the Dodgers. And now the Dodgers don't have a closer and the Braves have several. Yeah. That, I think that was really, why do you think they made that move? I mean, they, they really don't have a closer. Well, it surprised me when the Braves signed Jansen because they had Will Smith last year and they had, Tyler Matzik, and A.J. Minter, they had a really, really good bullpen, and the bullpen was fabulous in the postseason. So I don't know why they did it, unless they just figured that Kenley Jansen, it's addition by subtraction. You take him away from the Dodgers, you put him on the Braves, it helps up the Braves in more than one way. Absolutely, absolutely. But what do you think the, the Dodgers are going to do? I mean, The Dodgers should be fine. I mean, they have a very good hitting team. Their defense isn't the best, but they'll be fine. They should, you know, they have good pitching. And what's interesting here, Mary Ellen, is they have four most viable players on their roster. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. They have Freeman, Mookie Betts, Clayton Kershaw, and Bellinger. That's four most viable players on the Dodgers roster. Yeah, yeah. Which is kind of amazing. We should probably talk about the Mets because the Mets spent a huge amount of money, especially on Max Scherzer at age 37. They gave him an annual average of $43.3 million. Yeah, that's what I said. And, of course, during the lockout, he was arguing for more meal money. (laughs) Well, that's why I can own the restaurant. <laughs> he could own a chain of restaurants. Oh my goodness! Yes, but for you know, sure. he really was the face of the players, and you know, I think I, that. I, I mean, I don't begrudge him any money at all, you know. But of course, you know, being a National League 
um, fan. Uh, you know, I, I think he, I, I think he made a really good deal. And since the Mets have been giving out money like they're giving out, you know, Tootsie Rolls, it's just they are spending a lot of money. But their payroll is about a hundred million dollars more than the Braves' payroll. But that didn't matter last year because the Dodgers did the same thing last year. They had a hundred. They paid their guys a hundred million dollars more than the Braves did, but they still lost. Yeah, see, that's the thing. It's not. It's not about dollars and cents. It really isn't. But what do you think? Do you think it's the coaching? It's a combination of chemistry, coaching, and good breaks. You know, there's so many. Baseball is a game of inches, and things can change very easily, very quickly. So mm-hmm. I think that's what the thing is. The Braves actually coasted through the postseason. They won 11 and lost five during the postseason. That's amazing because they played all the best teams, the Dodgers, the Brewers, the Astros, and they won 11 out of 16 against those teams. But like you said, it's a little bit it's a little bit uh, of chemistry and it's a, it's a little bit of luck. Well, you, you know, it's like if you're a Cubs fan, if the wind is blowing out, it's good luck, but the wind is blowing in, not so much. <laughs> you know, I'm looking at my fabulous baseball calendar from the New Baseball Bible, and I am looking at the best poster of Babe Ruth. I mean, this this, this calendar is just terrific. I learned so much. I mean, Thank you. You know, I, I didn't realize that... He won 89 games in six years as a star left-handed pitcher for the Boston Red Sox. And that's something that, um, you know, is is a factoid on the calendar. What's interesting to me, Mary Ellen, is that in his very first game in 1914, he was taken out for a pinch hitter because he was a pitcher. (laughs) Wow. They didn't know how good he was going to be. Yeah, I guess First not. First game, he goes out for a pinch hitter. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen too much after that. <laughs> no, I guess not. I guess not. And, and I think it's amazing that he held the record for consecutive scoreless innings in the World Series before Whitey Ford broke it. That's true. That's true. And we should talk about the Yankees now that you opened up that can of worms. Talk about the Yankees <laughs> and the Red Sox, a great rivalry. But I don't think either one of them is going to finish first this year. I'm going with Toronto. Toronto made a lot of very savvy moves. I like a lot of things that the Blue Jays did. And I'm going with Toronto to win. They haven't gotten to the playoffs in a long time. I think it goes back to, well, they haven't gotten to the World Series since 1993. So it's a long time for the Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. But they have good young players. I love Vladimir Guerrero. Oh, that's – I'll tell you. Uh, you mentioned 1993. I didn't even realize it was that long ago because I remember going up to Canada, you know, when they were they were in the playoffs. It was it – was, I, I guess I'm dating myself. <laughs> well, I remember seeing them play the Braves in 92, and they beat the Phillies in 93. And they haven't gotten back to the World Series since. They came close. Last year, they missed the playoffs by one game. I know. Oh, my God. They missed it by one game, or they would have been in the wild card, and they didn't make it. 
That's but that uh, happens. Another hard the Yankees, the Yankees have to sign Aaron Judge. If they don't sign Aaron yes. Judge, they're in big trouble. His contract runs out after the season ends. I can't believe that there's even a doubt, you know, that it's still up in the air. Well, it's like with Freddie Freeman. I mean, they negotiated with him for two years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Raised it. Yeah. And everybody and then... assumed he was going back to them. But when he hesitated and his agents couldn't pull the trigger, the Braves GM turned around and made that trade from Matt Olson from Oakland. And at that point, Freeman knew he was out of a job, at least in Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. That's he said true. he was blindsided. Maybe he was. But he couldn't make up his mind. All he had to do was say, okay, let's compromise. This is what I want to do. I want to stay in Atlanta. He did say that. He wanted to be like Chipper Jones. Chipper Jones played his whole 19-year career in Atlanta. And oh, Freddie man. said he wanted to be just like that, but never happened. Well, that's the thing. You can't you can't sit there and you can't be maybe and you can't, you know, if you really do want to, you know, make that that uh, that commitment, then make the commitment with a signature, right? Yeah, definitely. So I don't I don't know. You know, it's so mm-hmm. rare these days when somebody stays their whole career with one team. I can think of Cal Ripken and Tony Gwynn, but not too many others. Very few. Yeah, I can't. No, I can't. Of course, can't. Derek Jeter and Mariano Rivera did. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think and, uh, of the Cubbies. Stayed Ernie, Ernie Banks did. Of course, Ernie Banks, yes. And right, all the other great Cubs, they, they moved on. Billy Williams and Fergie Jenkins and Ron Santo, they all left the Cubs. That's right. I was so heartbroken when Ferguson Jenkins left the Cubs. <laughs> yeah. He is such oh. a nice man. I, I know Fergie pretty well. Really, really nice man. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. I've never met him, but I've always been a fan. By the way, you know talking what it, about baseball and Hall of Fame, I'm mm-hmm. going to be signing books at the Baseball Hall of Fame on Wednesday, July 6th at 1 o'clock. Oh, that's fantastic. They have oh, a thing called God. the Author Series in which it runs for about 10 weeks, I think, something like that. They invite 10 different authors to come and talk about their books, and that's what I'm going to do on July 6th. Oh, that's great. So you're you're going to be signing the new Baseball Bible? Actually, I'll be signing that book and When the Braves Ruled the Diamond, 2021 World Championship Edition. Oh, fantastic. That's great. So that should be a lot of fun. And that's going to be in the Bullpen Theater at the Hall of Fame. I've done that before. And the people who come are very enthusiastic and knowledgeable about baseball. And that makes it so much more fun. Oh, yeah, sure. That's terrific. Well, while we're mentioning So anyway, the for those listeners who are tuning in now and expecting to hear all about San Antonio, <laughs> our guest didn't tell us. So we apologize we for that. We will find baseball. out. Yeah, we will find out what what's the problem. And I hope she's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she is, but mm-hmm. it happens once in a while, so what can I tell you? But next week we're gonna have a wonderful show. We're gonna be talking about Providence, Rhode Island which is one of my favorite places, a very historic place, very easy to get to by train or plane. They have Mm -hmm. T.F. Green Airport up there, 
And Providence is beautiful, a great place. I love Providence. And they also have oh. a river, and they have something called water fire once in a while on that river, where they light bonfires up and down the river, which goes right through the middle of Providence. It is beautiful. I didn't know that. You know, I have relatives who live up there um, in Providence and also in Portucket. And and my cousin Ann never told me about that. I'm gonna I'm gonna see if uh, we can get up there for that. that yeah, you should great. definitely ask her about that. Yeah. And Providence but is only an hour from Boston, so I'm trying to figure mm-hmm. out maybe I'll stay in Providence when the Braves are in Boston. It'll be cheaper. Oh, for sure. If you don't, so, if you I don't mind the hour, drive. I, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, I don't want to drive because it'll cost me a lot of money just to park near Fenway. Never mind that, the gas prices these days. <laughs> well, that too. But I figured I would take the train or something like that. It's only a one-hour ride. Yeah. Oh, you're a big fan of the trains. You're a big fan. I love all things on tracks. <laughs> Uh, trolley cars, trains, you name it. Lionel. Um, all things when's on, your tra- next on track. Train, when's your next train trip? Nothing planned yet, but I, I was thinking about it today because Amtrak was offering a $399 rail pass, good for 30 days and 10 trips. Anywhere. You're kidding. Anywhere? Nope. Anywhere. Oh, my God. Goodness, $399 anywhere, yeah, even I in think, the Northeast Corridor? Yeah, yeah, anywhere you want to go. But I, that offer may have expired. I think it was like a short-term offer. But I did see it and think about it. Oh, man. But if I like I'd to go to that, cities that have streetcars, too, like Toronto, Philadelphia, mm-hmm. New Orleans, places that have streetcars I love. Well, and you know what's ironic about tonight's show anyway? What? I was worried about the severe thunderstorm forecast that we have here in the Northeast. Mm-hmm. And there's saying that's going to hit right around now. So far, nothing mm-hmm. has happened. But our show didn't come to pass either. So you do the best you can. You play the hand you're dealt. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you another baseball question? Of course. <laughs> Well, I understand that today is the date that the Seattle Pilots became the Milwaukee Brewers in 1970. So do we have any Milwaukee Brewers factoids we can uh, throw in for their anniversary? Well, the guy that brought the team to Milwaukee from Seattle was a car dealer named Bud Selig. Oh, no way. Oh, yeah. Good he was the one who got the Seattle Mariners to move to Milwaukee. How and he was the that? owner of the Brewers for a long time. Oh, man. And also now... known as Bud Light, but, but we won't. We don't <laughs> want to insult Anheuser-Busch. <laughs> is, that, is that a real nickname, or did you give him that nickname? Uh, I, I just spread the word. I did not give him the nickname, but I think it fits. Oh, it does. Oh, my God, it's perfect. That's great. I love it. I love it. We should talk about the Oscars and Will Smith and all that happened the other night. Did you see that? 
You know what's funny? I did not see the actual slap. I wasn't watching the Oscars, and then my sister said, oh, why don't you turn it on? So I did, and I when I turned it on, it was just before I saw the In Memoriam, and then I saw Will Smith pick up his Oscar, and I thought, wow, this is really weird. He's so emotional. I wonder what's wrong, and, you know, and... And I also thought, boy, they're not cutting them off. They're just letting them go on and on and on. After they eliminated the ca- so many categories to keep the show moving and keep it going, they didn't say anything to him. They just let him keep talking and talking and talking. And it wasn't until afterwards when I turned on the news, I said, oh, wow. Because the other thing I thought was weird, I said, he apologized to all his fellow nominees, and I thought that's kind of weird. But he wasn't asking for forgiveness. He was asking for redemption. Yes. And that, it, it just, you know, not knowing what had happened, what had transpired early in their show, I was, like, really confused by it. But also because... I didn't know what had happened before. I was really hanging on every word of his acceptance speech. And that's why I thought it was. Yeah, Yeah, I saw it when it happened. And at first I thought it was a put on. But then I realized Mm -hmm. it was serious because he Mm -hmm. was really cursing him out from the floor. Wow. And now there's all kinds of all kinds of possible punishments that he might get. They could take away his Oscar. They could throw him out of the Academy. They could suspend him for a year or two and have him not allowed to be nominated. All kinds of things are going on. And I just find it amazing. Not, yeah, not yeah, Chris yeah. Rock, Will Smith. I find Chris it Rock amazing. Chris Rock just trying to be funny. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's, just a, he's a comic, and sometimes he gets a little bit under the skin, but he's a comic. That's right. He's a comedian. I mean, that's what the – but to his credit, I saw the replay. After Will Smith went, sat down and was yelling at him, he continued to do what he was paid for, and he introduced the best documentary, and he did his best to keep that show focused on, you know, the, you know, Summer of Soul. But I think everybody was really – you know, and even now, even yesterday, he didn't say anything further other than he's still processing it, which I think t- yeah. he's taken the high road. He really is, because the police came backstage and said to him, this is assault, this is battery, do you want to press charges? He said no. Oh, did they? Oh, wow. Yeah, well, see, you know, he, he just... I found it amazing that last night when he had the perfect opportunity to, you know, he had the stage. He could have said anything he wanted, and he didn't. He just said, listen, I've got a show that I prepared before this slap, and uh, I, you know, I want to, you know, process this. I'm still processing it. I can imagine because I think everybody, everybody who saw the show is still processing it. Like, what the hell? Yeah. No. And I mean, uh, Dan, do you buy the excuse that Will was still in character from his, you know, his his film that he was defending his family no, and not, he was still channeling no, that? 
Not at all. Not at all. I don't. I mean, he'd like us to believe that, but I I didn't see it that way. Especially because, you know, like I said, I didn't know what happened first, and I was listening to the the acceptance speech, and no, that isn't that isn't what he that isn't what he said. <laughs> you know. Now I'm sure yeah. we have listeners who feel the other way, but you know. Well, each one of them has their own cadre of supporters. You can see that yeah. right away. Yes. Especially yes. at the after parties on Oscar night. Oh, I didn't see any of those. What What did you see? I saw a lot of pictures in newspapers. One group was around Will Smith. One group was around Chris Rock. They were defending, you know, each guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, whatever. I can uh, understand Will Smith being upset at Chris Rock's comments, but talk about overreaction. Yes. I think he I mean, was he over the top. He could have said something to reporters afterward that would have made much more of an impression. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. But I think he... Well, he, he, with, re- no, he, he should he, have just said, I thought this was in poor taste, that's all. Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe Chris Rock did not know that his wife had a medical condition. I didn't know that. I mean, but... Yeah, she did. Know. That's the reason her hair is like that, because she can't... Her hair all fell out. She had a medical condition. Yeah. I mean, I found that out afterwards, but I didn't know because, I mean, you see so many Hollywood actresses who do shave their head. I mean, even Britney Spears, a lot of people do. Yeah, true. True. And, you know, so it's understandable that he may not have known, you know. I don't think it was common knowledge. I mean, it is. Yeah, I didn't know until afterward either. I mean, it's like I said, it's not. It's not like she was standing up and doing, um, advocating for alopecia charities or anything like that. She was really keeping it close to the vest. Yeah, um, that's true. Well, well, it was an interesting night to say the least. Yes, a very interesting night. Oh, and by the way, I saw a movie yesterday. I think it was Netflix that I absolutely loved called My Father's Violin. I absolutely <gasps> oh. loved it. It, oh, was I would about love- an, it was about an eight-year-old girl whose mother had died a long time ago, I think in childbirth, whose father raised her. His father, her father was a, a violinist, but not, not an accomplished violinist. But then mm-hmm. he got sick and passed away, and his brother who was a virtuoso and a performer, he had to take in this girl against his will, this eight-year-old girl. And the girl could really play the violin, too. It was a great movie. My father's oh, violin, I loved it. I loved on it. On Netflix. Okay. I, I think it was Netflix. Could have been oh. Hulu or anything like that. <laughs> I think it was Netflix, though. I'll find it. I have them all. <laughs> Uh, me too, me too. You know, <laughs> that's the thing, you know. And believe it or not, we are almost out of time. We've been talking for half an hour. Oh no, we're almost out of time. 
Well, Dan, so tell them about your you... book. Tell them about your book, okay. The New Baseball Bible. All right. With baseball season a week away, there's no time like the present to curl up with a good book on the good old days when the only strikes occurred between the white lines. So check out my book, The New Baseball Bible, Notes, Nuggets, Lists, and Legends from our national pastime. 480 pages for less than a saw buck. It's both a coffee table book and a bathroom book. Read it backwards <laughs> and still enjoy it. That's the new baseball Bible with Mike Trout on the cover. Get it tonight on Amazon.com. And, and unfortunately, a, we're out of time. We're town. out of time, Mary Ellen. <laughs> so that's it for this edition of Travel Witch Radio. Next week, same time, same station, same writer, same announcers. We will talk to the CBB of historic Providence, Rhode Island. Now, this is Dan Schlossberg, along with my beautiful and talented co-host, Mary Ellen Nugent Lee, saying thank you for your time this time. Until next time, good night and stay safe. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.